inventive and creative people. They're not hung up on fixed definition of what any form of life or reality may be. Welcome to the Radio DePaul podcast. My name is John Cotter. And my name is Amy Doe. This week we're talking about greatness. We're going to be defining greatness, the immense amount of hard work and dedication needed to reach whatever your definition of greatness may be. That's kind of what we're looking at today. What's your definition of greatness, Amy? Oh boy. It's a tough one because I don't know either. So don't ask me that question. (laughs) Well, you're the one that did all these interviews. What do you think greatness is having talked to all these people? Oh man. Has it changed? My definition of greatness has changed only in the means of speaking to people who have seen and reached greatness firsthand. Gabe Polsky being the director of the documentary In Search of Greatness. I got the chance to sit down with director Gabe Polsky and talk about his path towards becoming experienced and respected in his line of work, as well as why he told this story about greatness with the subjects in focus being some of the most remembered and greatest athletes of all time. I didn't like grow up studying films and, you know, come from like a film family or, you know, you hear these stories of like Spielberg on Super 8 and, you know, I I basically came into it really late. So my my senior year of college, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. I was a political science major and and, uh, my roommate was doing sketch comedy and I kind of got inspired there. But bottom line is, is that, you know, you could look at that as like, you know, a strength or a weakness. Clearly it's a weakness on the surface, but I did live a life and I played sports and and uh, saw a lot of things. And, and that, that, that could be an advantage because you're always doing original things because you, you don't even know anything. You know, you're just trying to make something engaging and entertaining. And so I come at it like, just do anything and everything I can to like engage an audience with the tools that I have. Jerry Rice, Pele, um, Wayne Gretzky, talked to some of the most respected and greatest athletes of all time and he talked with them about what their definition of greatness is and how they reach that path which is basically you having those innate skills of being whatever you think is great at a sport is it innate like, and that that's that's also the question there's so many questions and the answers i think lie within all these different subjects and to me it's innate but you have to have your own creativity alongside that. Whether it's you're your, your cooking a dish, you know, like there's certain people, either someone has that taste, they know how to make it better a little bit, or yeah, it's kind of missing that one. You, you have very particular taste, you know, or you're just like here, like scrambled eggs, you know you know what I'm saying? Like Definitely, I definitely do know what it's, that's That's like what filmmaking or, or anything is all about even playing hockey. It's like, what are you gonna do with the puck? Are you going to just throw it away or do something average? Or are you going to make a play, make make something amazing happen? I just said, okay, I'm going to deliver the message basically through the greatest athletes of, of all time because people are going to listen to them. For example, Wayne Gretzky, no one could play hockey like he could. No one knew the tricks that he did. The NHL had to change rules because of what he was doing in the sport. And that's insane. That's pushing boundaries and going beyond what's expected or what you think greatness is. They say, oh, Wayne Gretzky, yeah, I know the name and he's so great or whatever, but they don't want to go any deeper than that. He's the greatest of all time, but okay, what's behind that? Why? What did he do? How did he play? They don't go deep. And that's why I made the movie. I I, I was disappointed that I don't understand why people 
do that more? Why, why did I have to make this film? I'm developing like basically a series in search of greatness. So one would be fashion, one would be science, you know, different fields. But you're gonna see these common patterns over and over again. I don't see this as a sports film. I'm not even, a, I'm not even like a sports nut. I think the concept of greatness exists because humans are inherently competitive. And I think the reason that greatness is like so quantifiable in sports specifically is because it is a field with measurable results. To me, the most important thing was to reach people who don't know anything about these guys. They don't even know their, their names. A lot of, some people don't know and they don't care. So how do I connect people on an emotional level where they can basically see themselves in every aspect of the movie and sort of think about themselves, think about who are we, what are we doing here kind of thing, you know? Who am I and what am I doing here? Am I doing this to be great or am I doing it to pursue my passion? An understanding of the standards of whatever field you want to be great in is a necessary attribute, but having a passion and intrinsic love for this to perfect those standards and push beyond what is expected of you is what can make you great, what can make you become one of the greats. For all of us, sort of the fundamental struggle is basically, do I conform or bring something new to the table and sort of what is that resistance when you're when you're not conforming and your teachers or whoever it is sort of telling you that you've got to do what you're told and don't think outside of the box and I can I know from my own experience I encounter that every day and every you know where people just they don't get it or you just got to keep fighting that and I think it is a balance where you need to understand the fundamentals you need to understand the rules, but at the same time, challenge them and figure out your own way. Don't, don't just do something because you're told to do it. Think about why. The system is used to being changed at this point, and that's what's being seen as reaching this level of greatness, is you have to change the game, you have to change the system. I think that the, the, the system is changing and it's like radically, and that's, that's because there's like a new way of doing things, whether that's good or bad, it's happening. Maybe it'll shake things up and then who knows what's going to happen. It'll be more like good coaches and then they pass it on. You pass on these ideas and they proliferate. I'm, I'm very passionate about communicating this, this message. I think it's really important and if I didn't have that passion, I don't know how I would do this. Gabe is a filmmaker who possesses such an articulated understanding of what greatness is and has shown this through his documentary. But who am I to say that he is great? I'll never be able to empathize with the feelings of accomplishments and, dare I say, greatness that he possesses. But when I relate it to my own goals and how I feel when I accomplish something is maybe as close as I'll ever get. Do I want to be great? Are there people who have no motivation for greatness? Do you want to be great? The answers rely solely on the subjective definitions that we all hold within ourselves of doing something that we define as great. Everyone's definition of greatness differs, but the assiduous labor and diligence to become great is what splits us between two sides. We can all eventually be great by our own definition, or we can become one of the greats by a universally accepted and potentially misconstrued definition. So which side are you on? No matter how great we think we do at something, there's always somebody greater, and I think that should be seen as the inspiration needed to become even better at what you're doing. So even if you can't reach that level of greatness, the path leading up there is really what matters in the end.
Yeah. I mean, even the morning up when I walked to the base, obviously I was very confident, didn't think I was going to fall off, but you still look up and you're sort of like, oh, like, am I about to yeah. do this? There's still a certain nervousness. You're just like, oh, this has never been done, and, and this is my moment, and you're just like, oh, geez, this is a lot to, a lot to do. These are the humble words of Alex Honnold, one of the two subjects for this next interview, where we dive into the world of free soloing, in which Alex reached the top of El Capitan, a 3,000-foot summit in Yosemite National Park. Pretty stunning, right? Maybe to someone like myself, but to make that scale even greater, he did it with no harness. With his friend and the director of the film Free Solo, Jimmy Chin, documenting the whole thing, with Alex and Jimmy discussing their adventures in the process of creating this documentary, which shows Alex's perception of greatness and how he not only became great, but became potentially the greatest in his field of climbing. I felt like I, there was a path ahead of me. It's like if I work on all these things and I get to a certain point where I know that I can do all those things, then I can just do the climb. And that's basically what I did and eventually did the climb. I don't know. I mean, it didn't, you know, everything's uncertain in that you haven't done it before, so you just don't totally know for sure. But, it, but I felt pretty confident about the whole process. We see greatness because of these athletes like Michael Jordan, like Wayne Gretzky, like Jerry Rice, who pushed the boundaries so far that they changed the game that they were playing. And I think some of our subjects for this interview did the same thing. I know. I mean, it's interesting. So I just know that personally, uh, I've always had many goals climbing, and I've always sort of worked my way down the list. And El Cap always sort of represented the end of the list. And I would do a lot of climbs that I'd be sort of proud of, but I wouldn't quite have that last. You know, I'd always know that there was something better. What he did that was great. It wasn't anything new in terms of somebody free soloing a mountain. It's the scale of what he did that at. Climbers, you say, 20 years ago would think that how could you climb that with no harness? You're insane. That's the first thing people think. That idea of this is impossible and then Alex showing that it was possible. You can't just suppress the fear. The other way to approach it is just to be so well prepared that you aren't scared anymore so you're not trying to suppress anything. I think it's interesting though because if anybody would understand that, like it's almost like Alex has evolved up to another level than other people have just because of the amount of time he spent free soloing he's like discovered this you know his evolution of how you manage fear has changed and it's also that community too of just having the community of teammates or of people like for example with uh, Alex and Jimmy's case in free solo they had that community of free soloers and climbers that they could work alongside with and be comfortable that they had the same goals that Jimmy and Alex did being surrounded by a lot of the same people in the community and the culture and you know there was there's an understanding in terms of how we're going to move forward on the production and then when there are issues like we would just have to talk about them i think jimmy was managing the whole crew so obviously there's just more to take on to some extent but i mean in terms of me chatting with jimmy or the other members of the crew it all sort of felt felt the same as 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 normal I mean, because yeah. a lot of the, the crew members, people like Mikey, who's filming the long shot from the meta, the guy that can't watch at the end, uh, <laughs> you know, Mikey and I have, like, hung out and parked together. Like, he's lived in a van the same amount of time I have, and so we've always just sort of hung out in Yosemite and climbed together and lived together. And so hanging out with Mikey, whether he has a camera or not, is still just hanging out with Mikey, you know? And so uh, for me, at least, it all felt pretty normal. I mean, there's just a lot of incredible characters within our community and people in our community that are really inspiring for all all kinds of different reasons. It's part of the reason why I really love our kind of climbing community, because out of climbing, people have done all these other really incredible things um, that 
have made real impacts on the world. In order to reach what your level of greatness is, and everyone's trying to reach greatness, but thing about thing about greatness is only so few can reach that, and that means they have to change so much of what is known to be quotation mark great in that field. For me, skiing Everest was that like I tried it, you know. I had to work towards it over several years, and I had failed on a big attempt on it early on, and you know really put my time in. And after I did that, it was kind of like I felt great about it. I mean, I've you know, I could go back and ski the direct north face or try to ski K2, but it's more that like the process I went through to get there. I I got so much out of it, and I got to a point that I always look back to, and I'm proud to just like the kind of fitness I was in and the headspace I was in um, that I think you reach a certain point and you can be happy with it and then you can pivot it and I look to other things to try, you know. Like making films. Yeah. And then having done El Cap, I, there, there's nothing else on the list, you know, there's nothing beyond it and I'm pretty, and something that I can say I am proud of that because so many other climbs I've done and be like, yeah, it's really good, but there's something better, there's something harder, there's something obviously superior. And with El Cap, that's just not the case. And so I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of the end of the road to, to some extent. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, 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 and I'm definitely pretty satisfied with that. I've just, I guess I've just kind of accepted that, like, nothing that I can accomplish now and nothing that I can accomplish for a very long time from now is ever going to be... Great. Oh, don't be so, so hard on yourself. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, but seriously though. <laughs> no, I like, know what you're saying. I wonder what it feels like, you know, to do something that is like unequivocally, quantifiably the first, the best, the greatest, great. It's all about having your own definition of greatness. Obviously, my definition of greatness doesn't align with Alex. I don't think I could climb uh, like a 20 foot ledge without falling or scraping my knee so no thank you but he broke those boundaries and with Gabe's film In Search of Greatness he presented that idea of breaking boundaries and being innately creative to be great and then Jimmy and especially Alex showed us this idea and brought it into fruition and using those dual perspectives really gave me a better idea of how grand greatness could be It's now clear that Alex and Jimmy have this advanced familiarity with the grandness of greatness. But what challenged this journey to greatness in the film and with their actual experience is what truly shows how painstakingly difficult this whole expedition really was. A quote from one of Alex's close friends named Tommy Caldwell in the film states that, quote, close romantic relationships remove mental armor needed to free Solo, end quote. With Alex's relationship with his girlfriend acting as an obstacle on this high-standing accomplishment. And it makes sense. I mean, it's intuitive. You're like, oh yeah, it's harder to, to perform at a certain level if you're tied to certain things, um, say, at home. Um... I don't know, but yeah, I mean, that's that's another line in the film. I mean, Sonny talks about, uh, or I mean, she says this in normal life to me, like, you can't have it all, you can't have both, like, you can't have a real relationship while also performing at a high level. Like, there's no need to have a tension between the two. You want to just have a good relationship and perform well. And so, you know, I mean, hopefully this film kind of shows that, that, that Sonny was sort of right about that, <laughs> that you can have a good relationship while still performing at your best. People make all these assumptions and you would think that the assumption that 
Tommy's making is correct because he's very close to Alex. He's a really good climber, but he's assuming that Alex is using armor and suppressing his fear, and that's how he does it. And I think over time, Alex's experience in terms of free soloing, he's evolved to this understanding where you can't just suppress the fear. The other way to approach it is just to be so well prepared that you aren't scared anymore, so you're not trying to suppress anything. It's like the marathon. It's like thousands of people reaching what their definition of greatness is in one day. You can't capture all of that through all of them. You have to capture it through a certain person, a certain individual. I sort of started... I don't want to say I started celebrating prematurely, but the last five or 600 feet kind of get easier. And so I kind of knew that I was in there and I was sort of running to the summit type, you know, felt, yeah, felt amazing. And then, um, and actually at the last hundred feet, um, which in the film is just sort of labeled the final pitch and I'm sort of like scrambling over this bulge, it's like quite easy. And so it's kind of like scrambling to the top and then you're like, you're on top and it's pretty, uh, no, I was, I was, yeah, I was very happy. You know, it was, that's, yeah, it was amazing. That's amazing. That on the day that I free soloed it, I, it did basically feel like I was alone, but then I had the added benefit of seeing some of my friends up there and, and them being able to sort of document it well. And then having my friends on top to be able to give hugs and all celebrate together and hike down. Um, so, I mean, in a lot of ways, it was kind of the best of both worlds because it was like all the the beauty and the purity of being alone on the wall, but then also having my friends to, to celebrate with. Um, but, I mean, it took us a long time to get to that point where it felt like totally inobtrusive and... and yeah, but I mean, but by the end, it's like everything felt felt perfect, I think. He made it. He did make it. He made it to the top. What a, like, a perfect hero's journey. I know, and it was so great to see uh, through a documentary, too, and, and Jimmy did an amazing job of showing that to the audience. Yeah, documentaries are having a huge resurgence right now in popularity, and I think that that's, I think there's a lot of underlying factors to that. But I think the main thing to remember is these subjects. It doesn't matter how great of a filmmaker you are. It's, it's hard to make somebody that's not great at what they do interesting. A lot of people right now are looking and thinking critically at the world and wondering why it is the way it is. Um, and that's really inspiring a lot of people to go out and find and tell these stories, uh, which is super cool. No, I totally agree. I think that there's a lot going on in society right now, especially in the uh, political spectrum where people are taking a second look at things. People aren't trusting the first things that they read. They really want to understand something a lot more, and documentaries are the perfect way to understand things even deeper. Because you just get to see a director, someone assumably very good at what they do, tell you about something that you didn't know about beforehand. And if they're good enough like Gabe and Jimmy are at telling stories like these, then you can learn a lot from it. And I know I learned a lot from all of this. Thanks to Alex Honnold and Jimmy Chin for the interview. Free Solo is in theaters nationwide now. Thanks to Gabe Polsky for the interview as well. In Search of Greatness reaches theaters November 1st. Also, big thanks to Allied Integrated Marketing for giving me this interview and these opportunities to make this podcast even greater. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. We will be back with another episode in two weeks, so like us on Facebook at the Radio DePaul Podcast to stay informed. Again, my name is Amy Doe. My name is John Cotter. And thank you for listening to the Radio DePaul Podcast. Podcast.